Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Elizabeth Dutton. You know what's ridiculous? Uh, yeah. That the dessert called the peach enchilada does not contain tortillas, but does contain Mountain Dew. Whoa. My mind just leaked out of my ear. Like warm Mountain Dew. Yep. That is ridiculous. But I was thinking of something else. I was thinking of breaking out of a French prison in a helicopter. Okay, that's, that is definitely ridiculous. This is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It's always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. Okay, this story takes place overseas in a French prison. Hmm. Well, you know, some of the French prisons were over here, but this one is actually in France. Ooh la la. Oh, we. Now, picture it. It's a quiet Sunday morning in the tiny town of Fontenay-Tressigny in rural France. 
A helicopter instructor awaits three new students at a small flying club. But when his students arrive, they're actually a trio of well-armed commandos who have AK-47s, and they demand the flight instructor fly them to the Centre Penitentiaire Sud Francielin. It's a French prison in nearby Rou, or Rio, or Rou. Just close by. Yeah, it's close. In another town with (laughs) R-E-A-U. Now, thanks to months of drone surveillance, these commandos know that there is one spot in this French prison that is not covered by helicopter netting. So, of course, this is the one spot where they land their helicopter. And boom, the masked men, dressed all in black, arrive at the prison around 11.20 in the morning, local time, and two commandos hop out of the hijacked chopper. They carry with them the aforementioned AK-47 assault rifles, the classic in the insurrectionist, terrorist, and military-adjacent community, the preferred gun because it doesn't get stuck when you have mud. Hmm. But they're going to a French prison. Mud isn't their concern. They just need to be able to pop off and scare some folks. So they set off some smoke bombs. Nice. They use a handheld cement grinder, and they use that to cut through the heavy prison doors. Now, one commando, of course, stays behind with the helicopter because you don't want that pilot taking off and leaving all of them in the French prison. So the two commandos work their way through the prison, and they make it to the visitor's room. Why the visitor's room? Because that's where the mastermind of the escape is waiting for them. Redon Faid, my man. (laughs) Now, Faid and his commandos all gather up and return to the hijacked helicopter, and they fly to Gonesse, or Gonesse. Gonesse? There you go, that one. A suburb of Paris, or Paris. (laughs) It's about 25 miles northeast of the city, right? So the commandos, they hop out in this town, what you said, and they set the pilot free, and then they torch the helicopter. They burn it. Well, no, this is not that bad. I mean, it's bad for the guy who owns the helicopter. It's wasteful. It is wasteful, darling. Yeah, that's very true. (laughs) But then they flee the torched helicopter in a black Renault. They make the clean getaway on the old A4. Like, it's like basically a freeway in France and has like, you know, roundabouts and stuff. Anyway, they tear off and they disappear. Next, they go and they meet up with where they have a new car so they can swap cars. And then this one... Just like with the helicopter, they torch the Renault, and then they hop into a white utility van that they have parked in a shopping mall in Alny-sous-Bois. Mm. It's another Parisian suburb. Anyway, the eyewitnesses spot Redon Faïd and his team of commandos as they hop into the white utility van, and this, you know, in Paris, there's plenty of white utility vans, just like how there are plenty of white uh, pickup trucks here. Like, you're, it's a work vehicle, yeah, right? Yeah. So this is not going to catch anyone's attention. And just like that— the 46-year-old international thief, bank robber par excellence disappears, having escaped from a French prison in a helicopter, then a Renault, and then obviously a (laughs) white van. But this, mind you, is not the first time Redon Faïd has escaped from a French prison. Oh, it's not? No. This guy, I want you to be able to picture him the man. He's not a hardened criminal the way you might picture an American criminal. This is not somebody who has... um, come up in the the mean streets and this is his only choice, he chooses crime. He did come up in a tough neighborhood in a suburb of France in the town of of Criel. It's mostly an immigrant community. He is a son of immigrants. But at the same time, he chooses to be a criminal. He has the talents to have been able to be most anything he wanted to be, with obviously a lot of hard work and some luck. But Redon Faid chooses crime. He wants to be a mastermind criminal. His first 
hero is this guy, Jacques Messrin, a big-time local criminal of the slums in 70s Paris. That's where his imagination starts. So he opts into this. He wants this. He not only wants it, he basically wants to become more famous than the big slum criminal that, and when he grew up, ran his town. Sure. He's like, I can I can pass that guy, no sweat. He's way cooler. He's like, I'm way cooler than this guy. I, I'm, I'm a boss cool than this guy. A 70s Paris suburb criminal, like mastermind though, like mm-hmm. a guy, like a mob boss for the, sounds kind of cool. Right, yeah. So you have like small time criminals like Carlos the Jackal, independent people being able to pull off huge international crime. So the imagination of criminals has changed in the 70s. Well, and they're all walking around in like loafers and bell-bottom Sansabelt pants, like polyester <laughs> and like slightly feathered hair. Exactly. And grimaces and like... You know, tinted glasses, yellow tinted glasses. Very sensible turtlenecks. That's that's what uh, that's what makes the whole thing. That's what makes them so menacing is their fashion choices. Exactly, a leather jacket and a turtleneck. Wow, criminal! Just I mean, like formal wear for a criminal. I just turn my pocketbook over to him. (laughs) Take take it. Okay, so Radon Faid, he's got his mastermind hero, Jacques Messrine, right? And he's like, I can beat this guy. So he goes, now how can I train to become a bigger mastermind criminal? What would you look to if you wanted to become a better criminal? Uh, could you get books in the library? The, yeah, I mean, Like I a how-to, like it's not cr- really. criminality for dummies. <laughs> criminality. How to rob a bank for dummies. Criminality pour les dummies. <laughs> No, but there is something called Hollywood, which is exactly that. (laughs) Totally is. So Hollywood is just making all kinds of criminal movies. And during the 70s, you have like a heyday of crime movies. So, And then also in the 80s, when Rodon Fayed is a young man, when he's a teenager, as he's coming into his own, he has particular the films of Michael Mann. Mm. He loves Michael Mann. And if you're not familiar, Michael Mann is the director who did Heat, which has one of the most epic gunfights ever by bank robbers. And that's the type of crime Radon Faid has his mind set on. But there is one big difference. He's not a violent criminal. He doesn't want to hurt people. Mm. He not only doesn't want to hurt people, he ensures he never hurts people. Now, this just sets him apart from most of the criminals of his day because it's easier to get away with a crime if you have no witnesses. It's easier to get away with a large heist if you have killed the bank manager. Right. He's like, no. Now, there's a couple reasons why this is. Even though he is France's preeminent hold-up man, bank robber, like, like he is the guy by— the early 90s, he has established himself, but mostly it's because he has people left behind to tell the stories of his crimes. Oh, spread he the wants legend. legend. Nice. Exactly. So the nonviolence gambit works for him for years because, one, he doesn't have victims who go to the police insisting to get justice for their murdered brother, father, son, wife, what have you. Instead, you have people who are thankful that this folk hero bandit has left them alive, and now they have an interesting story to tell. If anything, he kind of gifts them with something that makes them special, and everybody retells these stories, and the legend of Redon Faid spreads. Well, he's sticking up banks, right? So it's not like he's robbing people's homes. Mm Mm-hmm. He's not breaking in. He's going into jewelry shops. He's going, like, picking up uh, like the bank deposit trucks. He's robbing banks. He's going to the people that have been basically not necessarily exploiting the French people explicitly, mm-hmm. but who the French people feel they have been exploited by. So they're on the side of Redon Faid, this criminal, and the French in particular, 
they like their criminals. They like gangsters. They are particular, much like Americans, fans of the gangster film. So Radon Faid starts giving them a taste of it in the real life, and they come to love him. But the fact that all of his heroes are actual bank robbers from movies gives him a leg up in terms of his legend. So he becomes a dedicated student of Michael Mann. Michael Mann is his criminal Bible, right? It's basically the Willie Dixon to his Led Zeppelin IV. <laughs> right? So right? he's like explaining like uh, how his criminal mind works. And Faid tries to give uh, some journalists an insight. So I'm going to quote Radon Faid here. Forgive my French accent. <laughs> okay. Recently, journalists asked me, you know, you had a big criminal career and you did it yourself. You're self-taught. I told them, no, I had a technical advisor, a college teacher, a kind of mentor, and his name is Michael Mann. I didn't know that Pepe Le Pew robbed banks. Yes, he did. When he's not harassing kittens, he's robbing <laughs> banks and giving me my voice. So Faid finagles his way into a screening when Michael Mann is doing that Johnny Depp movie, Public Enemies. Yeah. So Public Enemies comes out. Johnny Depp is, uh, you know, not over there. Michael Mann is over there in France, and he's doing like a Q&A. Redon Faiz says, ah, oh, I got to talk to my master. He sneaks in and pretends to be like a film reviewer, a film student. And then he like raises his hand, and he's like, Michael Mann calls on him. And Redon Faiz stands up in this room full of pretentious French cinephiles, and he says... Heat remains the absolute example of organized crime inspired by life, by people, real facts. He tries to transmit them in his cinema. I personally, I am a former gangster. Unfortunately, I do not brag about it. I just spent 10 years in prison. I attacked armored vans. For 20 years, I have known Michael Mann. I discovered him with Thief. And with a bunch of friends, we've uh, watched his films as a bit as news reports, as documentaries. And now Michael Mann is listening to this crazed fan tell him that, one, he's been in prison for being a real robber, and he's inspired by Michael Mann. And Michael Mann's like, uh, thank you for that. I, I, I don't know how to respond. Because <laughs> it was, this isn't so much a question, but a comment. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's the classic one. He gets up and taps and like, first time caller, long time listener. <laughs> now, you have to understand, Rodolfo Fayed has a sense of humor that I kind of like about this guy. So Michael Mann is his dude, right? And Michael Mann has Heat, and, like, you know, Heat is uh, very much uh, an iconic movie. But there are other iconic crime movies from that era, for instance, Point Break. Oh, yes. Now, you know, you remember that movie? Yes, Catherine I do. Bigelow? Mm -hmm. Now, what's one of your favorite scenes in that movie? Is it the bank robbery? Sure. <laughs> Do you have any Which favorite one? bank robbery scenes in you the movie? You know what I think my favorite scene in the movie is? Is when Keanu says, I am an FBI agent. <laughs> oh, and yeah, the Redone would say, Je suis un agent de DGSA. Not bad. The general dictorate for external security. Yeah. No, that's... Or, general dictorate for external security. I guess they don't have a translation for that. <laughs> De la sécurité extérieure. Way to put your back into it there at the end. Dude, I did hard time in high school French, and that's all I have to show for it. Well, then I want to apologize to you, as well as the listeners, for my French accent. <laughs> 
Let me backtrack. Yeah. About the Catherine Bigelow point break. Yeah. The scene that he is inspired by from that movie is where they're wearing the rubber masks for all the presidents, the dead president, right, right, the ex-presidents. Right, yeah. yeah. So he does that over in France, but he does it with French leaders. So it's like, like Jacques Jacques, Chirac. Exactly. Jacques Chirac <laughs> and General Charles de Gaulle are robbing a French bank. Now, now when he's deciding not to imitate Michael Mann or Catherine Bigelow, there's a third favorite film director of his from 90s era Hollywood. Now, what criminal director from 90s era Hollywood do you think he loves? Woody Allen. <laughs> Wrong type of criminal director. <laughs> I meant a director of crime films, not oh. a director who is a criminal. Yeah, it's tough. I know. Mm. It's. I don't know. That was a good. That was a good time for criminal films, especially like indie ones. Who was it? Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> May we? And so, in uh, Reservoir Dogs, he has all the guys named for colors, and they have that big fight about why do I got to be Mr. Pink or yeah. Mr. Brown? Mr. Brown sounds like Mr. Right. Right. So it's Mr. White, Mr. Pink, Mr. Brown. He does the same thing. He names his guys after colors. So he's constantly aping these Hollywood movies and basically making Hollywood real in a way that nobody has ever really done. So it's like cosplay. Yeah, it's like cosplay criminal. Wow. So imagine now that Redon Fayed using this like tendency for theatricality, also this criminal imagination and a level of ambition rarely seen in a criminal because he's not just going for money. He wants legend. He wants story. He wants to be remembered, right? Mm -hmm. So this is very French, if you think about it. It's like, you know, it's, sure. it's not so much about the money as about the how. <laughs> so the next thing he does is he gets too good at being a criminal. He starts robbing banks all over the continent. He's robbing banks in Switzerland. He's robbing banks in France. He's robbing banks anywhere he can that they have French-speaking populace. Belgium, he's going to rob banks there. He gets so good that the EU, even though it's not the EU then, the European uh, the European community starts to look for him. Interpol is is after him. It is like pretty much uh, a matter of time before he's caught, and he knows this because there's only so many places a really flamboyant criminal like Redon Faid can hide. So what does he do? Where where would you go if you needed to escape the success you have as a criminal? Oh man. Uh, somewhere where they're just not going to look for you, I guess. I mean, mm -hmm. that's that's obvious. That's yeah, not a very totally. smart response. Oh, I mean, but... like Moscow, Antarctica. These are all places, uh, Buenos Aires. These are places that people probably wouldn't look for him. Mm -hmm. But that's not where he goes. Fresno? Fresno, Stockton. Yeah, no. <laughs> the, instead, he goes to Israel. And, oh. he be and he becomes Jewish. Oh, just easy as that. Yeah, One, two, he three. just says, you know what I'm going to go do? I'm going to go become Jewish. He just declared, Israel. declares himself Jewish? He says, I'm I'm now one of the chosen people. Wow. God chose okay. me. Well. So it's amazing. He converts to Judaism. He literally goes to Israel. He starts hanging out the Orthodox community. He wears a yarmulke. He starts studying like the Torah, the Talmud, the holy, lit holy liturgies, and just going to town trying to become Jewish. Now, just going to town. Just on going it. to town trying to become Jewish. Now, this lasts for a few months, but by 1997, Faid's like, you know what? I'm over it. He stops being Jewish. He goes back to Europe, goes back to crime. Now, do we know why he wanted to be Jewish? Was it legitimate? Was he just trying to hide out? Was he trying to like work a scam? We don't know. It's just a part of the brilliance of his legend. For a short period of time, Redon Fayed was Jewish. Well, you know, the, the Lord speaks to everyone in different ways. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. He was motivated to a higher calling. Yeah. Maybe there was some sort of con that he felt you know, because we don't, we we know details of, of all these ridiculous crimes that we talk about. But then I always like to think about what are the things that didn't make make it public? Like, 
what happened that no one found out about? So mm-hmm. maybe he had some like weird little con going. Maybe he fell in love with a woman who was in Israel and he's like, I'll go to Israel, become Jewish. And she's like, nah, this is not working. He's like, I'm not going to be Jewish anymore. That could be. No, am I too much of a romantic? No. I like to imagine that it was like a Yentl situation. So he's trying to pretend he's a Jewish man and he's actually a Jewish woman? I don't know. I just wanted to Have say Have you seen Yentl? Mm, I think so. <laughs> I just wanted to say Yentl. <laughs> <laughs> one of Barbara Streisand's best. Yeah. Let's we'll just give it to her on that totally. one. Totally. So back to my man, Radon Faid. Let's put a pin in that, and we'll get back to him after this short break. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every crime I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. You don't want to worry. You just want peace of mind. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. For every ridiculous robbery and theft we talk about, it's pretty obvious the crimes could be avoided with a solid security system. A good home security system keeps people prepared and aware. Simply Safe is that system. It was named Best Home Security Systems 2024 by U.S. News and World Report. And it doesn't just protect your home from crime, it also alerts you to fire, floods, and other emergencies. They offer sensors and cameras backed by 24 7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts, and there's a 60 day money back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. That's simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 
So my man, Radon Fayed, has been hanging out in Israel, pretending to be Jewish, possibly converting, and he's been on the run. He decides to go back to Europe. He hits back to Switzerland. Now, what do you think he does when he gets back to Switzerland? Okay, so he's left the kibbutz. Mm-hmm. He's in Switzerland. Yep. Uh, opens a bank account, buys chocolate. That's what I would do, but Rides no. a St. Bernard down the street. These are all things that are excellent choices. But Radon Fayed does none of them. He robs a bank. So he robs a bank, and it doesn't quite go as how he plans it. Instead, he has to take a policeman hostage, oh. which is a new thing for him. He doesn't normally do this. But he's like, oh, you know, I don't hurt people. So he uses the policeman as a chit. He's like, if you, basically as a hostage, he goes, if you don't hurt me, I'll let the policeman go. He lets the policeman go. He doesn't get hurt. He escapes. Mm-hmm. But he's now back on the radar of Interpol. It doesn't take them long. Like I said, he is finally captured his luck has completely turned. He is arrested for a slew of robberies in France and Belgium and Switzerland, and he is sentenced to 30 years in a French penitentiary. He Ouch. is just 26 years old. 26. He did all of this before he was 26 years old. Wow. But he's a gangster. He's a mobster from way back as far as how he views himself. So he does his dime just like any other mobster would. Doesn't say a thing. He's like, I can do my 30. Turns out the French were like, you know, after 10 years, man— you seem to be a changed man. You seem to be a rehabilitated. And they decide <laughs> to turn him free. So now Radon Faid is free. A brilliant man. And what has always been his primary concern? Movies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the drama of stories and the power of legend. So what does he do? He decides he'll tell his own story. He's like, I can make a fortune by talking about being a criminal. I don't need to be a criminal per se. Right. So he writes a criminal know-how book, like basically a how-to. Criminality for les dummies. <laughs> yes, exactly. And he calls it Braqueur de cities or grand banditisme. <laughs> Something like that. Banditisme. There you go. Just like that. The banditism. So it roughly translates as robber from the streets to great banditry. So Robert. <laughs> exactly. So this story is like obviously uh self-aggrandizing. He becomes a grand criminal on the level of like Moriarty, right? So he does but the problem is he doesn't have his own Sherlock Holmes. He only has all of French <laughs> police, right? But that's not enough for him. He needs more conflict. So he then becomes a hero who can wag his finger at all French culture as the former criminal who can tell them where French society has gone wrong. He goes on TV and becomes this moral scold. And he basically, because they're having a problem in the 90s with gangsters, Mm -hmm. people going around shooting everybody up, he starts telling them that basically it's the French authorities' fault. It's society's to blame. It is not these young men. It is society. And everyone's like, oh, may we, may we. (laughs) And they all go crazy for it because it's the lesson that they want to believe is true. It's not us. It's them. It's the French authorities. So now what happens? You think this is going to go well for Radon Faye to become, go from criminal to criminal explainer? Uh, You know... I think that it sounds like he it's so in his blood that he has crafted this so heartily. I don't know if he can I don't know if he can get out of it. I'll give you a little sneak peek into the mind of Radon Faid. 
if I am telling everyone I'm no longer a criminal, they will believe it, which clears up a lot of room for me to be going back to being a criminal. Oh. So it's all a cover. He is now masterminding crimes because nobody would think that he would dare become a criminal again. He said he's not. It's so important to his identity. He goes right back to it and masterminds a bank robbery. So he's doing, like, TV appearances. Mm-hmm. He's on, like, Good Morning Paris. Mm-hmm. And just, talking about the poison of the state. Mm-hmm. And then, he, oh, that is brilliant, that is right? And he clever. has the book. He has the book out. So the press is constantly talking about the book. They have him on. Everybody wants to talk to him. And he's a charming, ambitious, yeah. creative, intelligent man. So he's a great guest on French TV. Sure. And he has that little bit of dark wit that they like. Mm. So he doesn't uh, mind making fun of, uh, at the time, Nicolas Sarkozy, who was the French president. Yeah, yeah. So we're in 2011, right? And around this time, about, let's say, three days after he appears on a French TV show, Redon Faid gets arrested. Why does he get arrested? It's because his bank robbery, he's a mastermind, goes bad. Oh, no. Like, Michael Mann would be, like, really excited by how bad because it would make a great movie. It's, oh, no. Okay, you ready for a short story? Totally. Okay. It's early in the morning. A patrol car cruises past a white van. And they're like, oh, look, a white van. A ubiquitous now, white van. It would mean nothing to these cops, except there are two big bullet holes in the back of the white van. Oh. That's not supposed to be in a work van. So the French cops, they pull over, and they stop to investigate. Oh, ha, ha, what is going on here with these <laughs> holes in your van? Right? Inside the utility van is a squad of heavily armed masked men, all holding AK-47s and wearing balaclava masks. So... They're freaking out. They're like, well, what are we going to do? So the driver just starts pushing into traffic. The cops are circling around the van on foot, and the driver just pushes into traffic, hits a car, takes off. The cops go back to their car, give chase. The heavily armed men in the back, what do they do? They do some Fast and Furious type-ish. They push open the doors, and they start spraying AK-47s at the cop cars in traffic. Oh, no. Right? How insane is that? So they're driving around on their Fast and Furious vibe, and the police cars swerving and crashing into cars. The van load of masked men escape. So it looks like everything's fine. Yeah. The getaway driver follows the original plan that Redon Faid created, a brilliant plan. It had a backup car. They go to the backup car. They exchange cars. They're like, well, we're not going to be able to rob the bank today. They start driving away. Little do they know that somebody in the gang must have snitched because there is a tracker underneath their getaway car. And when they come up to the freeway to make their escape, there is a police car waiting for them on the bridge. Oh, my goodness. This is like out of a Michael Mann film. Right? So the masked men, still dressed in their camouflage, bulletproof vests, their balaclavas, they uh, basically start shooting the heck out of that cop car. They tear, they shoot up. There is a a young male cop and a young female cop. They're both shot up. The window explodes in just a symphony of glass and light. And the female cop, uh, her name is Arale Fouquet, something like that. Sure. She is a mother to a young child, and within hours of this uh, interaction, she is pronounced dead. Her oh, partner, uh, Thierry, or Thierry, what is it, Thierry, Thierry, Thierry Moreau, he is hit in the chest. He survives. But with Fouquet passed away, she becomes the first female metropolitan police officer in Paris to be killed in the line of duty. That's horrible. Right? So she's our 1%. She's our 1%. Yes. Oh. Her death shocks the. Parisian culture. They're not used to this military style violence. They're used to this in movies, but now Redon Faid has made it 
a real life thing. And it's tragic when the blood actually hits the sidewalk in the streets. Well, and I feel like he wouldn't sign off on this sort no. of thing. This is like he's got crew members. They messed up yeah, big. Yeah, they did. And that that moment of fear ruins everything. Oh. So Nicholas Sarkozy, he takes this shooting super personal. He's like, no, this is not acceptable in my France. <laughs> Pardon, apologies to all the French. He launches a nationwide manhunt, right? And he's going to bring justice to these criminals and bring these criminals to justice. Now, do you think it takes long for him to find any of these people? No, I think that they put the hammer down. That same night, the police arrest one of the suspects. Wow. That same night, Malik Kider. And when they get to Malik Kider's hideout, they discover assault rifles. They discover grenades. They discover the same balaclava masks that the gunmen were wearing in the van. They didn't get rid of them. So now they've got DNA for the whole crew. Oh, wow. Boom. They're all done. Wow. So, Redon Faid hears on the news that he is now a person of interest, a suspect in this crime, he splits. He disappears. He goes on the run. He is not going back to prison. He doesn't care about being embarrassed at all that, but he is not going back to prison. Yeah. Not because, because remember, he had time left on his sentence. He was released on good behavior and being a changed man. They will tack that back on. He's going to be looking at a a 30-year stretch at least because of his parole violation it's going to be a guarantee, and masterminding a bank job, I think, is a parole violation. I think so, a little bit. So on June 8th, 2011, he is finally captured after being on the run for six months. For six months, he was able to avoid capture, but of course, he's captured. Yeah. And this now brings our story full circle. Our French Robin Hood is going to a prison, a prison where a helicopter will come in and free him. Ooh. Well, I'll get right back to that after this break. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. The 
wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. So, Elizabeth, mm-hmm. Radon Faid, you like him? You don't like him? You know, I do. I do. He's got moxie. So what about him do you like? I like the fact that he is clever. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that he goes out with the intention of being nonviolent in this. Mm-hmm. And he's entertaining. He's an entertaining criminal. Like, how can you not like him? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the French authorities kind of have the same stance. So Radon Faid, he's recaptured after being on the run for six months. There's been this whole media circus, but he's a, this famous former criminal. Turns out that's not the case. He's been scolding French society. Apparently that doesn't necessarily work because he's still the criminal. Nicolas Sarkozy has been embarrassed by him, and now Nicolas Sarkozy gets to punish him. So everything is starting to rebalance out for the most part, right? Well, he goes back to prison, and what does he do in prison? Starts plotting an escape. Sure. He's like the El Chapo escape artist. So on April 13th, 2013, Radon Faid's wife shows up for a visit at the detention facility in Lille, France, where he is being held. I've been to Lille. It's a lovely little town, great museums, but I can't imagine being in a prison there. It just doesn't feel like a prison town. It'd be like being in a prison in Montreal. There's prisons there, too. Well, I'm sure. But it just seems like a town where you don't want to be in prison. Yeah. It's like it's too nice. Yeah. So, Faid, he needs to get out of this prison. So, what is he going to do? He uses a bomb to blow up a heavy prison door. Sure. He then uses more bombs, and he keeps blowing up prison doors until he's finally worked his way out. So, he takes a gun that's a fake gun, and he uses that to get four prison guards hostage. He uses the prison guards as a cover, and then they all make their way out of prison. Where was he getting these bombs? He, the the suspicion is his wife brought them in when she visited, but 
There is no proof of that. It could have been he got it from a guard or inmate. Okay. Rodolfo Faye's lawyer insists that his wife had nothing to do with it, and it was purely coincidental that she happened to be there on the day that he broke out <laughs> and happened to be seeing him at the time he was breaking out. Such is All life. purely coincidental. Yeah. You have to be French to understand this. Okay. <laughs> so once they're free of the prison walls, Faye, who's staying true to his M.O., he doesn't hurt anyone. He lets one cop go. They go a little further. He lets another cop go. And then finally, once he lines up with his, uh, his basically, I don't want to say his... Uh, co-workers, but basically. <laughs> his, his teammates. His fellow criminals. <laughs> they uh, decide to release the final two hostages, and they take off. Now, for the next six weeks, he does whatever he wants. He is free as a bird, right? He's wearing a wig when he wants to go out and get some chocolate milk, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But this doesn't last long because eventually somebody catches up on the fact there is this really strange man in this cheap motel who doesn't seem to mind the price of anything and should be somewhere else. And it becomes an issue. The police show up and they surround the Flophouse Motel. They rush in and a team in all black, armed and ready for war, approach the hotel room. And where is Redon Faid? Right there waiting with a stunned face. How did you catch me? Did they rip his wig off? <laughs> his fright wig? You wouldn't have caught me if it weren't for you <laughs> meddling children. So they catch him unguarded, flat-footed, totally unaware, and he's like, I can't help but be impressed. Because he's a redone fight. He's like full of himself. He doesn't think he's going anywhere because he knows he's not going to be held if he can help it. Right. But now he has to go to a trial because he's held on the bad bank job that he has avoided. He, that's a separate crime. He has to be tried for that. So he goes into a trial. Now, what do you think you're going to use as a legal defense if you're Redon Faid and you weren't at the crime? It wasn't me. There you go. So his legal defense is also a charm offensive. So he basically tries to win over the jury by being so French and so insufferably a folk hero that only they could love him. How could they hate him? Did he bat his eyelashes at them in his charm offensive? Does that would that all work on the French? I feel like we have notions about other countries here in the states, and and. We, you know, give them characteristics mm -hmm. that perhaps they don't have or don't, that not everybody has. I think we also we forget about the effects of classism on French culture, that if depending on who's in this jury, you're going to have a very different opinion of how they view him. Yeah, yeah. I think that's very true. So he tells the jury at one point in his trial, I may not be a Robin Hood. I'm not a hero, but I never killed anyone. So, hey. He's basically making his case, which is, look, I'm a folk hero. I'm a legend. I'm not fatal. Yeah. The French are like, oh, that's good. good. Point. He's all fair, all fair. Now, meanwhile, this is the kind of dude who gives three-hour monologues in court. Redon Faye <laughs> stood on the stand and gave a three-hour monologue explaining why it was that he was in this courtroom. This is when the people who are super stoked to be on that jury are like, Starting to doubt how their their own stokage. Yes, and also I think sometimes those types of charm offensive can back up all of your forward progress because people start getting mad that their ass is still in that seat. Yeah, three hours of a monologue is is not charming. You know what it is? Ridiculous. <laughs> so Redon Fayed admits to his jurors that if they find him guilty. He'll just attempt to escape again. He's like, look, I'm going to say it like it is. I am not going to allow it to be held. Uh, but then he tells them, but hey, but nothing is written yet. So French. So French. So what do you think the jury does? Do you think they go guilty, innocent, or hung trial? Or hang, oh, I don't know. Hung jury. I don't know. 
they say guilty. He is found guilty, returned to prison, and good to his word, he escapes French prison in a helicopter. Wow. Right? Well, nothing was written. And this is where we came in. Yeah, that's right. He had promised them, and then he gave them an even bigger one. Last one's like, with bombs, this time he's like, we're not going to repeat the same trick. There's a certain elegance to the helicopter. And the one spot where the anti-helicopter netting, did they run out of funding for the netting? <laughs> and we're like, ah, question. you know, it's kind of off to the side. Or like, was the guy who was supposed to put it up just like... He just measured it wrong and it made it at one spot? <laughs> you know, he he didn't measure twice, cut once. Classic mistake. He eyeballed it. Yep. And then he had like a big square and he's like, oh man, uh, well, looks good, guys. No helicopter could land yeah, there. Who would do that anyway? We're That's being We're ridiculous. being overly cautious, you guys. Yeah. He painted himself into a corner. Poor fellow. I wonder if he lost his job. Uh, actually, I do not know. That was uh, yeah. let's just say he didn't, because I would hate for him to lose his job. Exactly because of Radon Faid's excellence. You know, I mean, like he—it's not so much. I mean, he had the drones flying over the the prison for weeks. Sure. So, it, like, but I also kind of I'll endorse someone losing their job in the criminal justice system, like as a corrections officer, because. I'll endorse it because I want them to not have that I job. I want them to not have, I want that to not be a job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm with you on there. Okay, so how would you escape from a French prison? Um, I would, I would be a really good person who just like, to get like what they call a trustee mm-hmm. job. So they're like, she's so well behaved. She's, she's, you know, she got her act together. And I would work my way to be able to work in like the prison bakery. Hmm. And, you know, I'd, I'd wow them with my my breads and confections. But then I'm also perfecting uh, baking a giant baguette. <laughs> and so I'd bake about like three or four of these giant baguettes, uh-huh. like human size. Human size baguettes. And then like one. Coffin size baguettes. Coffin size baguettes. And um, I would hollow one of them out and sneak myself into it. But I'd also be constructing a giant paper bag and a giant bicycle with a giant um, basket on the front. <laughs> and so then I load myself into the baguette in the basket. So it just looks like a giant's ba- bike with baguettes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they then what happens is they don't think that's weird. They just like all all the prison employees think they're hallucinating that. Something's oh. wrong with them that we must have eaten some sort of like mushroom spores or bad cheese. And in their panic, then I, I, you know, as they wheel off this oddity of this giant bike with giant baguettes, I'm in one of the baguettes. <laughs> and then as they wheel it out, I tip it and I fall and then I sneak out, I roll out of the baguette and run into the woods. I like it. And I live among the, the wolves. The French wolves. The French wolves. I like that's a that's a great plan. Rodolfo Faisha hit you up. I've put a lot of thought into this. Um, I have diagrams if you want to look at them. <laughs> Measurements for for flour and yeast. I think I would just wait for the French national soccer team to be playing in some major tournament, and I would just walk out the front door. Oh yeah, because everything they would, would come to us. Exactly, no one would be paying attention. <laughs> so that is the basic story of my man Radon Faid and. He, like, comes up as half possibly one of the most epic movie-inspired criminals of all time. But as a Frenchman, it's even more so impressive because 
like, I don't know. It seems like kind of more of an American thing to go like full Mickey Mallory. I'm going to be inspired by the movies. And like, you know, that just seems American. I don't yeah. know why. But it seems like the French would be more inspired by like. Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis in literature. Exactly. <laughs> or the literature of Jerry Lewis. Ah, the great literature of Jerry Lewis. Mm-hmm. So my man, the 46-year-old crime legend, is now currently been returned to a maximum security French prison after being caught for the third time. The French justice minister, Nicole Belloubet, he told Europe One Radio, quote, we're going to put him in a high security facility where he will be watched extremely closely. Mm. So that's the promise. But we got to believe Redon Faye's got to stay at least one step ahead of him. So we'll see. If he's free once again, we'll tell you about it. And it won't be a surprise. <laughs> but it'll be hard for me not to root for this folk hero. Same. So what's our ridiculous takeaway here? I think that if you're gonna if you're gonna do something, you gotta go all in and make it interesting. Ooh, I like that. You know, I think uh, my ridiculous takeaway for him is pick a good film director, stick to it. Stick to it. For yeah. me, it'd be Billy Wilder. The the crimes of Billy Wilder. <laughs> if I'm gonna become a criminal, I'm gonna use Billy Wilder's playbook. That's good. Cross dressing, run away to Miami, get involved with the gangsters. That's my that's my score. Well done. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm Zaren Burnett. And I'm Elizabeth Dutton. You can find us online at Ridiculous Crime on both Twitter and Instagram. Got a tip for us about a ridiculous crime you'd like to hear about? Maybe one you committed? You want to confess to a ridiculous crime? You can email us at RidiculousCrime at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zaren Burnett. Produced and edited by Dave Kustin. Research is by the intrepid Marissa Brown. The theme song is by Thomas Lee and Travis Dutton. Executive producers are Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, The CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.